Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. Congratulations. Thank you. No, it's very kind of you. Uh, this Anyway, this week we are talking about Superman and Lois on the CW, the first episode. Yeah, I've got some questions on this. Uh, and we are going to get into so many questions and things about this television show. Uh, but first off, how are you, buddy? You doing all right? Never been better. I'm so proud of you. I'm Which happy is, for it's you. It's actually terrible news. That just means after that, like, I peaked. And so just anything after this is downhill. Well, you might be able to get better. I, I felt like you maybe you might be in a low place. Like, you may have always been there. You seem to strike me as a guy whose, you know, maximum level is like a two. Yeah, that, that seems right. <laughs> Even that response was like a 1.5. Yeah. Yeah, if if I was a Richter scale, I, I wouldn't be noticed. Just like high school all over again. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. Happy to hear it, buddy. How about you? Are you swell? I'm, I'm actually, for the first time in several weeks, I am feeling very happy. Uh, the future is bright. Uh, so bright, in fact, that uh, my penis needs to wear shades. Uh, I was just going to ask if you got Katrina and the Waves on, on vinyl. Oh, sadly, um, nobody that I know owns that. You need to get on Discogs then. Come on. Yeah. But I started a new job. That's why I'm happy. I've, I've got a, a pretty cool job now. Uh, so I'm in the marijuana business now. The legal version of it. Yeah, the legal version yeah, of it. Yeah. We are in a state where it is yeah. uh, legal, medicinally, and yeah. I am now a sales rep for a company. Of course, so that's you're not going to give neat. up your side job of dealing to kids at high school. So. No, never, ever. Like That's just easy easy money. Mm-hmm. Those kids do not know how much a regular really costs. No. And they have no idea how to season. <laughs> no. Uh, I try and throw in some Italian seasoning, too. That's yeah. not oregano, and they just don't know what to do with yeah, it. Yeah, you got to get the Italian parsley. You got to get a little bit of basil on there. Of course, you want to have some. I mean, you can get even get like dried garlic and throw that in there as well too. Here's my secret to my Italian dishes: is I always throw just a blip of red pepper flakes and a boop of uh, Cajun seasoning. No, yeah. just a little. I'll just try that for the Cajun seasoning. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. It's smart. You want to hear the news of the week, Alex? Sure. Sure. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. There, again, there's that 1.5 on the Richter scale from Alex. Uh, Alex, I know this is going to affect you greatly. Uh, Gina Carano has been fired from <laughs> The Mandalorian. And this happened, I think, 30 minutes after we logged off of the podcast last time. Well, when you... I mean, it, it's really rough, and I... I really feel for Gina because like, I know I've been warned 99 times before for <laughs> repeatedly screwing up in my job. And even when they came to fire me after the 100th time, I, I was still just in a blind, blind rage. Yeah. You're still the victim at that point. Mm-hmm. Even after, you know, you've been given multiple PR directors to help yeah. you out, tell you what to and not to do. Well, uh, and they, you know, go by your every whim and, you know, sometimes you still have to stick to your gun. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, and then get hired by Ben Shapiro. <laughs> it, it, it's amazing that it's amazing that Favreau even hired her in the first place. It was weird. Yeah, he really broke into, yeah. into acting thanks to Steven Soderbergh as well. So yeah, yeah. So she flushed like all these goodwill connections down the drain. So are we saying that we need to cancel John Favreau now? I mean, I, that- I, I I don't read his Twitter account, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if John Favreau is like telling people to stop watching The Simpsons after season eight, then yes, cancel John Favreau. <laughs> what if he says after season twelve? Cancel John Favreau. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Blue Beetle uh, has been announced as a new DC film coming yeah. out soon. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering. I know DC a little while back announced they're going to, I think, have four films go to straight to HBO Max at some point. Oh, cool. Uh, Maybe this I wonder if this is in one of those four films. It was going to well, be less big characters. And I think they, they're doing the third version of Blue Beetle, uh, Miguel Reyes, I believe. Yep. Uh, uh, the first Latino to head a uh, superhero film. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of a big deal. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm kind of, I like that. I mean, Ted Core is always my favorite Blue Beetle, but I've always liked Miguel and uh, Miguel's power set as well. So I'm really excited to see where they go with it. Should be fun. Uh, staying in the movie uh, atmosphere here, Jupiter's Legacy, the Mark Millar book, uh, will be dropping on Netflix in May. We got kind of a surprise announcement. Uh, as a TV series. As a TV series? Yeah. That I didn't read. Yeah. Okay, cool. At least I have fun. a TV series. Now you're making me doubt myself. I mean, I didn't read the details. All I saw was the headline, and I wrote yeah, that it, down. It's a TV series. Cool. Even better. That means more hours. Yes. I think it's only going to be eight episodes, uh, which I think is actually a good run uh, for a TV series these days. Yeah. Eight is perfect to me. Yeah. Six to eight is, is about what I'm looking for. I think the British people definitely had it down. Six to they eight. Did. Ten episodes if they're 20 minutes. That's that's my max. Yeah. Um, have, did you hear that uh, Todd McFarlane is expanding the Spawn universe with multiple new Spawn books oh, really? coming out soon? I yes. Uh, some of the people involved I've never heard of. A lot of them I had never heard of. A lot of them were artists. But the big names that stood out to me were both uh, Donny Cates and Sean Gordon Murphy. I think both those guys would do really well in the Spawn universe. Yep. I'm very excited to see what both of them produce. Uh, should be fun. So it's, it is a big year for Spawn. Yeah, I uh, wish and, Todd McFarlane would concentrate on the Spawn movie that he's been making for like the past five years. Yep, oh. me too. You and me both, brother. Uh, we have a Supergirl been cast in the Flash movie. We do. Sasha, Sasha Cal. Yeah. Uh, you may know her... Um, from the young and the restless and nothing else. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I don't know if you read this, but apparently when they were casting for that role, they didn't, they didn't tell the actresses what they were casting for. Uh, they've had them come in and do a chemistry what? test with, with Ezra Miller. to see how their chemistry was. Uh, and I assume do reads off that. Uh, so I thought that was a clever way to keep on a wraps and then to let uh, this actress know that like, Oh, you got the part. Not only is, uh, in this movie, but it's a much bigger part than you probably thought it was. Uh, so here's my thing. Uh, you know the casting rumor that we have for Marvel right now? Which one? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence as Sue Storm. Yes, yeah. You've got, you've got Sasha Cal 
basically unknown person playing Supergirl and not saying that she's not going to go out there and crush it. Uh, But then you've got Jennifer Lawrence uh, being tossed around to Sue Storm. It seems to me that once again, Marvel is paying the big bucks for the big names. Like, why don't you make a Supergirl movie and put some fucking big name in there? Well, and to be fair, like uh, Melissa Benoist, Benoist, uh, she's been fantastic as Supergirl on the CW. Uh, And I, I know that the show's ending this season. And I think part of it is because she's stepping away because she just had a kid as well. Uh, so, but like, she's got some big shoes to fill for the fandom already. Here's the thing. If you're on CW and you're starring in a show, most people who aren't watching CW have no idea who you are. Everyone knows who everyone is. Are you telling me that you don't know who Lauren Graham is? I know Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. You know, now, Bell? here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even right now, you don't know Sarah Michelle Geller. Multiple, multiple episodes of both shows. I have no idea who plays the Flash. I have no idea. Grant who Gustin. Plays, uh, I don't know that that's accurate. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who plays Green Arrow. Green Arrow uh, ended last year. Come on, keep up. I don't know who plays Black Canary. I don't know who's playing any of these big roles in these fucking TV shows that are. Not shoestring budget, but they're not big budget stuff. Uh, and hint your question, Luke Wilson was Green Arrow. No, he's in Stargirl. Tomato, as tomato. some guy that I've never heard of. Yeah. Shame on <laughs> you. Yeah, I mean, th- that's my thing with DC, is they're not doing enough to me. Uh, DC is great at announcing projects. Yeah, I mean, Blue Beetle, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Give me a new superhero film. And I'm about that. There was more talk about Justice League Dark and the Green Lantern TV series this week as well. Uh, or no, because I think they announced Constantine is coming back, but it's not going to be Matt Ryan as Constantine. We did have an announcement that I think you and I are both excited for uh, from DC. They're going to be releasing 12 new titles this year. Um there's a, apparently some sort of a sequel to Harley Quinn, uh, the animated show coming up. Uh, there's a new comic book called Deathstroke Incorporated. Uh, there's going to be some sort of a vampire project in DC. Cool. A Middle Ages project, a Lobo project, um, something to do with the Amazons. Cool. Uh, something that's literally called the Legend of Batman. And of course, they wouldn't uh, be making an announcement if they didn't announce a new Joker book. I mean, I'll read it all. I'll watch it all. Uh, but I'm, it's, I don't know. Like we've talked about before, when Marvel announces something, like you know that you're going to see it. Yeah. When DC announces something, you hope that you might get a version five years down the line. Well, hold your tongue, Alex, um, because Black Widow is currently still scheduled for the- theatrical release in May. Mm-hmm. So. We'll see if that holds. But at least we know that film has been shot and completed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, sticking In fact, with Marvel. Go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, Marvel it came out today, I believe, that they're about to wrap up filming on Miss Marvel already. They're going to start shooting She-Hulk in a few weeks and Moon Knight a week after that. Uh, Wait, they're done shooting Ms. Marvel? They're, they're about to wrap up. About to wrap oh, up wow. shooting Miss Marvel and Hawkeye, uh, and they're going to start amazing. shooting. 
She-Hulk in a few weeks and Moon Knight like in a week. So, or a week after She-Hulk, I believe. So like Marvel's just a well-oiled machine and DC was like, here's some stuff that we're going to announce now that, that you'll never see. Uh, we did get a Justice League trailer. We did. I didn't watch it. Uh, Lex Luthor uh, has a voiceover, and we've got the appearance by the Joker, which is something, I guess. Well, I mean, I I'm excited for the film, but I just I don't need to, I don't need to watch a trailer for it at this point. Yep, that's fine. Uh, I've got three more pieces of news. Do you want the DC or the Double Marvel? DC. DC Peacemaker TV show is officially slotted for January of next year. So yep. we are less than a year out for the James Gunn Peacemaker television. I'm excited show. for that. Me too. Yeah, I think we both I think we both might have had Suicide Squad was the most anticipated film for this for this year. Because James Gunn, baby. Yeah. And uh, then can do no wrong, we hope. Yeah. So we're excited obviously for the Peacemaker show. Yep. Um a we'll stick with the older news. A Boba Fett comic has been announced uh, ahead of the new series. So I think it's going to be an ongoing thing. They say he's writing it. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. So probably not. Uh, And last, but certainly not least today, we got the title for the new Spider-Man film. Yeah. No way home. Yeah. I think I I like that title a lot. I think it's brilliant. It fits thematically, obviously with the other films, but also like where Peter likely will be. Uh, by the time we get to that phase of the Marvel Universe. Still crazy that we're getting Spider-Man news now after that was the most recently released MCU project. Well, I think they, I read, like, Marvel announced too that they're moving production to Australia for a few years. Uh, I know they shot Shang-Chi down there. Uh, I think they shot Spider-Man down there too as well. Uh, I'm sure that's some money shit. Yeah, it's gotta be. And I think Shang-Chi is almost done filming if it's not done already. Yeah. Well, let's get into our, uh, our WandaVision corner. Okay. So this is where we're going to talk about uh, the last two episodes of WandaVision. So the Halloween special and whatever episode seven was called. The Modern Family one? Yeah, the Modern Family, the Office, ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. Homage. Yeah. Homage. Yeah. That, that is what yeah. it is. It's an homage. It's not a ripoff. <laughs> yeah. they're like, they're we're, we're the first people to ever do this <laughs> yeah, they're not claiming that shit um, so let's obviously start with the first episode the Halloween episode Okay. Uh, my favorite parts were I mean I liked a lot of it I loved one I am a huge Malcolm in the Middle fan so I loved it going after Malcolm in the Middle oh my uh, god the intro is so fucking good yeah. uh, and even yeah. like cutting to like the flashbacks as well like the quick cuts uh, I, I thought that was great. I loved that the Halloween gave them all excuse to be in their classic costumes from Vision and Wanda, but also to Pietro as well. What's yeah, his classic Pietro's hairstyle? Costume, uh, was fantastic. Uh, but you know that Wanda costume is what had everybody talking preseason. Yeah. Uh, and we got to see uh, Billy. Oh my god! I, I can't remember the twins' names. It's Billy and Tommy. Tommy, yes, we got to see Tommy use his power for the first time. Yep, uh, he, he just beats her as well, which is like it is in the comics. Uh, so I thought that was fun, but th- that episode was really dark. Vision going to the edge of town 
in seeing people in distress or frozen. Yeah, seeing seeing Agnes there on you know stopped that stop sign, somebody that he's you know he knows very well, at least he thinks he does, and you know yeah he's playing detective the whole time. Yeah, it's definitely one of the creepier episodes. I agree, uh, and well, and the towards the end, like we get that horrific moment of Vision going through the bubble to try and get help. Yeah, or through the hex. Uh, yeah, if anybody was curious why Vision can lift Thor's hammer, like just watch this fucking episode. Oh, I know. Like, and that's some that's some heroic, courageous shit. Knowing that you might be torn to shreds in any second because you are trying to help people. And this, I was I would do person. that obviously. <laughs> I was the first one to say this, but like, there's this great moment where like Vision's coming through the bubble and he's screaming for help, and as he's dying, and you never hear heroes screaming for help, or superheroes especially. But it's like help, and then like he's like help the people. Like even as he's dying, he wants he is a hero to his very core, even if he has no memory of really of his past life. But it's in his very nature to sacrifice himself to help others. Yeah, you could argue that you know he's he's right there along with Iron Man. Like he he decided you know in Infinity War that he was going to fucking die to save everyone yeah he he literally made the same sacrifice tony did but he did it twice not only that here he is doing it a third time so i'm putting it here on paper right now the vision is the greatest hero in the mcu really yep he is the most heroic hero in the mcu nobody else has put their dick on the line Three times to save literally everybody. I'm He's done it think. twice to save the universe, and then now again to save, you know. What about Happy Hogan? <laughs> All right. The Vision, Happy Hogan, Iron Man, Captain America, in that order. That's fair. We got a new Avengers right there. <laughs> Old Man Cap, Iron out. Man's corpse, <laughs> Visions. <laughs> Lifeless body and happy Hogan. Oh man. Oh, we do get uh in this film or in this episode, uh Pietro being uh dead and having a nice creepy dead Pietro yeah. moment. We also got as well to Pietro talking about how he is happy with everything Wanda's done. Um, yeah. Which people think, oh, that means that he's Mephesto. Or maybe that's just kind of the way Pietro's always been in the comics. Pietro's only cared about his sister. He doesn't he hasn't cared about other people. Like, his priority has been himself and his sister. He's never once paid for drugs. No. And he doesn't, he just steals him. He's super quick. He doesn't even know what happened. He does make the comment, um, shit, what does he say? About her husband already being dead or dying twice or some shit like that. Yeah. Causing her to go the fuck off. But there was a kick-ass reference as well, too. Uh, yeah, I wrote that down. I love the kick-ass yeah. reference. Uh, the only time Aaron Taylor Johnson and Evan Taylor were on the screen together. Evan Peters, yeah. not Evan Taylor. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. And then um, Wanda even repeats the shows. Kick-ass. Yeah. Top fucking notch. Loved it. Why don't we jump to uh, episode seven? Okay. Where we learn that Monica has got her powers. Uh, she is slowly transitioning uh, to Photon as she is in the comics. 
even her astronaut suit kind of resembles her comic book costume as well. Uh, a lot of people picked up on that yeah. fun stuff. And I like we get to hear some goes. Carol Danvers and some Nick Fury. Yeah. I like that she just goes and confronts Wanda. Uh, before we get to the darker part of the episode, and this uh, episode seven was a modern family parody, like we homage, like we mentioned, uh, which I thought worked well. But the I think the most fun part of this episode was Vision with uh, I can't remember her name, Darcy. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Them just like hanging out, like road yeah. trip buddy cop movie yeah. in the ice cream van. Yep, making their way down. Yeah. I love that they still had to abide by the rules of uh, Wanda's TV show. Yeah. And so you'd still get the cutaways of him doing like the gym from the office where he like looks right into the camera. Great stuff. Yeah. So that was all a lot of fun. Uh, But this episode, I mean, what everyone's talking about, we'll jump to that is a big reveal that it was quote unquote Agatha all along. Uh, Yep. Agatha Harkness, uh, we may have finally found out who the villain is, has a mysterious magic book. And here we go. We got, we've got more magic in Marvel here, yeah. which I think is something that we needed. Which I, I know how you feel. A lot of people, again, still talk about Mephesto, but I hope that Agatha is just a villain for this show. I don't need anyone else introduced. I don't think episodes eight and nine are going to be uh, any sort of television parody or homage. Uh, I think it's just going to be, we're going to be in the present day in our world at this point. I kind of think so too. Uh, we we may get one more in, in episode eight. I can't imagine that we do. Um, but I, I'm I'm not ruling it out. But for episode nine, I think it's going to be just nothing but action and wrapping stuff up. But and probably some cliffhangers. Of course, we haven't talked about the biggest moment of every episode so far. Do you remember what Tommy and Bill are watching on TV at Agatha's house. Was it something to do with ska music? It was Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, uh, that's right. They were watching yeah. Yo Gabba Gabba. Which, yeah. I mean, is great on <laughs> levels. Because Yo Gabba Gabba is a show about DJ Lance, and he brings these toys to Gabbaland, and he puts them down, and they come to life. So much like Wanda, he controls their actions, and when they get to live and act, and then he puts them away. So when he's done using them, he puts them back in their box as well, which is really dark layers of Yo Gabba Gabba. I didn't see anybody else draw that connection. But even better news is that that means the Aquabats are now canon in the MCU. <laughs> uh, you found your silver lining. And I can finally get Avengers versus the Aquabats. How do you top Endgame? That's how. Two great superhero teams finally meeting on the screen. I would be offended if anybody bigger than Scooby-Doo teamed up with the also, Aquabat. I'm surprised with Yo Gabba Gabba just because WandaVision is owned by Disney and Yo Gabba Gabba is owned by uh, Warner Brothers, right? Uh, CBS Viacom. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I, that kind of surprised me. But I think it's because they pulled my connection and realized that DJ Lance and Wanda are basically the same people controlling and mind controlling individuals. They, they might have pulled that. That might be the reference. Like you mm-hmm. might have been the first really overly critical, overly thinking person to come. I across am the predominant show. WandaVision Yo Gabba Gabba crossover scholar. Yeah, I would agree. 
this show is all about that subtle shit and planting weird ass seeds that people are discovering on the internet in her way, way, way about uh, in ways that I haven't seen before. It's super fun. Can I say that this episode also made me hate the word banger because I'm tired of reading Agatha all along as a real banger. I've played that banger a hundred times already. Like I, I really just take umbrage with the way that you say banger mm-hmm. uh, because you're really emphasizing the G in a very odd way. Well, it's because banger primarily banger. the only way that you should be talking about it is if you're talking about the song banger beans and mash by of course the band uh, infant sorrow. <laughs> uh, who also have uh, incredible songs uh, inside of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out. Yeah. We got the clap. Another great song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had a really controversial hit. I, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Uh, African Child? African Child, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they uh, yeah, came back. Are... <laughs> I saw them at the Greek, and it was a great show. The Greek is my favorite theater, arguably. Yeah, and Aldous Snow is the greatest frontman of all time. I mean, he's top five, for sure. It goes Aldous Snow, Mick Jagger, the lead singer of Blues Traveler. <laughs> and, and nobody else is even in the top five. No, that's basically that's basically <laughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh man, whatever the blues traveler lead singer is wearing, I need to wear that on a red carpet immediately. <laughs> Disney, <laughs> bring me out. I need to wear my fly fishing vest and gigantic weird fucking hat. Someone trying to stop you and be like, "No, don't you know who that is? That's the lead singer of Blues Traveler." <laughs> like, come on in, sir. <laughs> Nobody else would be dressed that cool. Oddly enough, I, I want to listen to Hook right now. Uh, so Superman and Lois. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. so what do you feel about Agatha real fast? I love Catherine Holland. So, I mean, just anything that we can get more screen time with her, I'm on board with. Uh, I was so excited preseason uh, because I thought it was Catherine Heigl. Uh, so sad to see it's Catherine <laughs> I mean, I knew, I know that every day you write to Paramount and you're like, when are we getting 28 dresses? The sequel writes itself. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's the sequel that nobody has asked for, but everybody wants. Of course. Anyways, Superman Lois. Uh, so, a brief recap of. <laughs> yep, that's fine. That's a good word for it. No, a brief recap of Matt and I's CW's history. Uh, I have watched every CW DC show uh, to a point. I actually stopped watching Batwoman this year because I have watched over half of uh, the CW series, uh, at least for an episode. See, (laughs) and there we go. Although I will say uh, this series, you really need to have, even though Superman and Lois both appear and Supergirl and some other episodes, you're going to have no prior knowledge or, or experience with any of the other ones. No, you really don't. Uh, this, uh, this show as well. Also, there was rumored that it's going to have some sort of HBO Max style budget. And I think from watching it, it really did. It felt a lot more cinematic than you get from a traditional CW pilot. You thought this had a HBO Max type budget? No, it did. They had an HBO Max type budget. Yeah. Would be my next question statement. I mean, I guess some of the CGI stuff is pretty cool, like the outer space stuff. 
Well, and for me, like the opening scene is not really the opening scene, but of Superman stopping the nuclear reactor from melting down was he uses his uh, freezing breath, ice breath to freeze the ocean, get the giant block of ice and carry that down and shot like in a wide shot. And you have like this very like cinematic score. That shot was incredible. I, I, I'll give you my full opinions on this and you'll hear them. Um, but that shot and that sequence was incredible. Uh, and, and then I'll, you have a moment, a throwback to the Superman issue number fucking one in action comics with the green car and everything. They don't do it as big as I would like it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. There's definitely a budget, especially in that opening, you know, three minutes that they really use. There's, uh, and I will say, I, th- I, I don't want to speak for you, but I do think that Superman is not one of our favorite superheroes at all. Although, Superman's I do, a bitch. I do. I will always appreciate the good Superman story. I think he's one of the hardest characters to write, not only because of his near invulnerable power set uh, and his Boy Scout tendencies, but there are a lot of flaws and potential tragedy within Superman, and the, and the better stories pull that out of the character. Yeah, the best Superman stories and moments are when Superman is facing conflict and sadness. Yeah, specifically the, sadness the, and, and this show does kind of focus on it but it's the the moral decision of superman like because while you can be the strongest person in the world you still your actions decide essentially who lives and who dies because you can't save everyone yeah i mean yeah we're not play on sense. that scale because this plays on a more familial level for the pilot yeah. at least yeah i I've got issues with that too. Anyways, just a brief recap of the episode. Spoiler: Superman Lois. Yeah, hit, um, hit me. Go ahead. So, Superman. Uh, we do get it opens with a recap and a voiceover of him crash landing, being in Smallville, his life there, going to the Daily Planet, uh, briefly becoming Superman, and then we kind of do fall in love with Lois. And then we the birth of his kids, which is new. Uh, Superman in the comics uh, does have a son, uh, Jonathan Kent, uh, who was a, well, until Michael Bendis was a young boy in the comics, uh, primarily, primarily developed by Peter J. Tomasi. Uh, but in this show, he has two sons. He has Jonathan and he has Jordan uh, as well. Uh, but this show focuses on mostly him being Superman in the beginning and even though it's called Superman and Lois, this show was like 80% Superman, 20% Lois for the pilot at least. No, no, I would, I would disagree with that. I would say it's 80% Superman, 5% Lois, yeah. 15% the weird fucking twins. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. Uh, that's a much better way to put it. Uh, but anyways, uh, Superman gets the call that his mother has died after he just lost his job. He got far from the Daily Planet. Uh, and it's basically about him and his family going back to Smallville uh, and wrestling with the fact that his kids don't know that he's Superman and Lois and Clark wondering if they ha- if their kids have powers or anything like that. Okay. But let's so here's my... Go ahead. I, lo- I love the opening sequence. I think that's fantastic. The first five, seven minutes I or so... I love the stuff like in Smallville good. too. Yeah, like, it's good. Uh, I really appreciate... Uh, picking this time in Superman's life. I appreciate the addition of this Jordan character. I love him having, you know, 
high school aged children. That's exciting. That's not something that we've seen before. Yes, but I, my I agree with you. excitement That's... is pretty close to being over right there. See, I, yeah, I agree with you. This is the first time that we've seen uh, again until like the business comics, but Jonathan in the comics is with the lead doer here. So it's not really involved, but like we have not seen Superman and Lois in Smallville raising two teenage sons. This is this is a new take on the character. Yeah, um, it is. Which which I appreciate. Uh, Same. I'm but, here for that. And I'll say this right now, I enjoyed the pilot, but like my issues lie with the fact, and I think we're supposed to, but like it's tough for me to watch Superman deal with like an emo teenager. No, well, yes and no. I mean, I don't know how you're Superman and you haven't told your children that you're Superman and they're 15 years old and you're just now telling them. Yeah. But let's say that's the case and you've got kind of an emo kid and kind of a, you know, sporty kid that is, yeah, you know, sporty the, the all-American. All, he's, he's the all-American kid. Yeah. Uh, it's just he was so able to break a rope bizarre. with a lame duck throw of a football when he was like six years old. I mean, I don't think that you parent your, your children the same. And it seems like Superman's attitude, no matter what happens, is always the exact same. Yeah, I think that's fair. It doesn't, it doesn't change. His, his demeanor is always positive and upbeat and like, we can do this. It's going to happen. And, but that's who like, Superman is. We just got to work on this. Like, like, even in the comics, though, he is supposed to be like the eternal beacon of hope. Like, while Batman is like very much like in the shadows and like your fears are at night, Superman is like that ray of optimism that even when you're at your lowest, you look toward him and you think that anything could be possible and you can put yourself out of it. Here's the thing. I mean, the saying is, is very true behind any, any great man is a, is a great woman. And I was really excited to, to watch some new cool Lois Lane content because she is one of the unheralded, one of the most badass, coolest characters in the DC universe. And to always watch her be squandered in her intelligence and her detective skills just get thrown by the wayside. She's nearly the detective Batman is. And to watch her always just be relegated to these shitty roles is frustrating, what, especially in a show called Superman and Lois. That's what I'm hoping for the show going forward is that we get yeah, a too. lot more Lois Lane. And I, I like, I thought Bitsy Tulloch, uh, best known for the series Grimm, uh, did a great job as Lois. Again, I have no shows. issues with her. She did, yeah. she did just fine. And I think casting isn't really the issue in the show. I, th- I like Tyler Hoffman a lot of Superman. I-, I think he is a very good Clark and a good Superman as well. Uh, I think he's excellent at Clark and he's a really good Superman. Still probably has some room to grow, but I-, I-, I think that's a role that you grow into. I would agree with that. And I-, I-, I don't think that any of these people were cast poorly. The acting is the best I've seen on any CW show across the board. And that's not saying a lot, but that's saying something. Uh, first, I mean, I was going to say you're insulting Star Girl, but then I forgot Star Girl was a DC Universe show, but now it's on the CW or will be on the CW. Yeah. So it's on it's on par Star Girl as far as you know casting and acting is concerned. I'm I'm happy with all that. It's more in the writing where my issues lie. I don't know how you feel. Uh, what are you? So let me let me ask you. What are your your biggest issues? Because I voiced mine. Like uh, I do think this premiere was an hour and a half for the premiere. Uh, and I do think 
my, I have a lot of saving the concerns that you did. I do don't think we spent enough time with Lois for a show called Superman and Lois. Uh, Which is fine. It's the pilot. Superman's the big draw. That's fine. That's fine. I thought the pacing was a little slow for, yep. during the middle. Sure. Uh, which again can happen in a pilot, especially when that's an hour and a half. But like the opening scene with the flashbacks, talk of Smallville was great. Really cemented who Clark is as a character. The first action scene we got with him, uh, lowering temperature of the nuclear reactor and even Clark's fight scene, uh, with captain Luther, uh, in space and falling to earth with was all really well done. Like the, I really appreciate those scenes, but all the stuff in the middle with the drama of his teenage sons, uh, kind of slowed things down for me. And I will say this, the end of this episode, because both sons, both Jordan and Jonathan are kind of their brothers and they're at each other's throats being annoyed with each other. They're, they're the opposite twins basically. Uh, but the pilot ends with them being on good terms. And if that's where the show is going, I will feel much better about it in the future than if they're at odds for the entire season. Yeah. I mean, you're, your siblings, like there's going to be fights and tiffs and stuff like that's to be expected. And that's fine. I just want a little bit more. I did like the, the cliffhanger. It's funny. I was actually watching this with, uh, with my girlfriend this morning. Uh, she knew I had to watch this because it didn't come out until last night. I had no option but to watch it while I was getting ready for my first day of work this morning, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was forced to watch this. And when the moment comes up with that cliffhanger where we get, um, Jesus Christ, Luther, Luther, yeah. Luther um, she goes, Ooh, this is big. This is really important before he like took his helmet off or anything. And she goes, this is big. Right. And I was like, I mean, probably I have no idea. It depends on who, who's under there. And yeah. then he took off the helmet, Captain Luther. I was like, you're right. Big moment. I will say this. One thing, like, this, this does take place in the same universe as, like, Supergirl and the other CW shows. And I do love John Cryer as Lex Luthor. I think he's a fantastic Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. So I do hope we get him at some point. But I am intrigued by this Captain Luther, whether it is Lex or not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to see who it is. I, He's playing okay. Captain Luther. What... What would you like to see from this show out of its first season? Well, the family seems to be moving to Smallville. Um, I think it's going to be a 15-episode first season. So uh, a little bit shorter than your average CW show, but a little bit longer than like your typical like streaming show. Yeah, I want to see a badass Lois Lane. That's all I care about. I want to see that character uh, get the respect that it's due. You've had incredible actresses. You've had Amy Adams player in the past, like, Tons of incredible people, but never to the yeah. level. Terry I, Hatcher. Yeah, Terry Hatcher back on uh, Lois and Clark. Uh, Lois and Clark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Christopher Reeve, was it? No, was that, that was. No, Christopher Reeve was the. Oh, that was before. That, that was, was Dean Kane. Uh, Dean fucking Kane. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that beautiful, big, big, big boy. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the character has never gotten its. I don't think. I, don't, I mean, do you think that Lois Lane has ever been represented the way that you would like to see Lois Lane represented? I actually think probably the best representation, and I do think Amy Adams did a good job. I thought Terry did a good job. I think in Superman, the animated series, uh, and a few episodes she's in a Justice League cartoon, I thought that's probably the best representation of Lois Lane. Yes. Yeah, you don't see it in uh, 
in real life stuff, which is and actually in some of the DC animated films that she's in, she gets a lot more uh, screen time to be more a more active protagonist. She, she's more of a badass, and Lois Lane is a yeah. fucking badass. Read the comics; it's there. Yeah, read the Lois Lane series by Greg Rucka. That's a great series as well. Yeah, I I haven't, and I cannot wait to. Now, here's the other thing I would, I would really, really like from this. More big cinematic Superman moments. You can focus on all the drama and stuff, but give me three to four minutes of some crazy, awesome Superman stuff. Well, and, and, let, and to that point, I was glad this pilot showed off his full array of powers as well, too. He's not just yeah. super strength and flying. Like, we got to see everything, uh, which I appreciated. Yep. I, I love the, you know, the ice breath at the beginning. Yeah. Fucking awesome. His inability to see through lead with x-ray on vision. the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you get all yeah. that stuff. Uh, it was a bit on the nose with him using an iceberg to cool down a nuclear reactor. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me, like, wondered... It was a little cheesy. Mike, why, why didn't you just use your ice breath on the nuclear reactor? Uh, but then I thought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? At the same time, I was like, well, I just find I was like, well, it probably had to be, like, a gradual cool down. It couldn't just cool to, like, zero, sub-zero all at once at the same time. I mean, blow less hard. Yeah. I don't know. Or it could damage the structural integrity. I don't know. One thing we're going to talk about, though, as well, I did like, so with Clark moving back to Smallville, um, there is some residual guilt there because he left, and the town is not what it was, which is what we see with a lot of rural communities these days as well. And that was contrasted nicely with, like, the opening scenes of Clark as a young boy talking about how he lived in Smallville, and Smallville, the street that we saw was vibrant and lively. Then we see the same street and like you see closed up shops. The movie theater looks like it hasn't been open for years. Uh, and we get it more on the nose when we meet Lana Lang, uh, the classic character, and her husband talking about how uh, any good person would go away to college and then come back to, to support their hometown. Which, what a shitty guy her husband is. Yep. What a real piece of fucking trash. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you especially too because like grew up in Jack fucking shit. Especially, it's just funny too because like especially if like you Clark. Back, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I'm happy for you that you want to donate to you know the town that helped raise you. But you know what you owe to anybody ever? Not fucking dick. Especially because like Clark too, who is just always a nice person. Like Clark is never a mean or sly person ever. He's always very earnest and honest. Like Clark is just the bumbling version of Superman, though. Yeah, yep. And Superman's kind of bumbling on his own. Sure. Uh, do you think we'll get any Batman references in the series for the first season? Yes, I do. I think we will. I, I think it'll be a reference, and that's it. I imagine we'll probably get Supergirl in one episode, maybe Flash in another at some point as well, just so it does officially tie into the larger universe as a whole. Uh, which I'll enjoy seeing how they do that. But I I really don't know where they're going with Captain Luther because this version of Luther is not is not like anything I've seen. What do you mean? Well, we've seen Luther with like the custom built to to destroy Superman, but we haven't uh, seen Luther in outer space on like some sort of uh interplanetary base not being the Lord of Metropolis or anything like that. Yeah, it was pretty like intergalactic planetary, like planetary intergalactic type stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was thinking more General Zod. Yeah, yeah. Based off this Although, he did have the defining trait of Lex in that 
he's bald. Yeah, when he well, when he took the helmet off, I yeah. you know that's when I got it. Yeah, it's kind of like how you and I saw the green lightsaber in Mandalorian. We're like, that's Luke Skywalker. And then we saw <laughs> the bald dome of the guy taking off. We're like, that's Lex Luthor. Well, to be fair, I think you and I both picked it up before we saw the green lightsaber. Yeah. I thought it was Cara Dune. <laughs> she finally got her Jedi powers. Even though she was already there, I thought she just had the special Jedi powers. <laughs> no, R.I.P. Yeah, uh, I heard that she just got dysentery yeah. so bad that she just shit herself to death in the, so, in the Mando series. Here's my question. Will, yeah. Are you going to watch episode two? Usually, I'll tell you yes, if the even if the answer is no. Uh, and if the answer is no, I'll tell you the answer is no. It's possible. I still haven't watched the next episode of Resident Alien, but I do plan on it. I plan on watching it this weekend. I plan on uh-huh. watching the next two. We'll see if my plans come to fruition. What about you? I'm sure you are going to continue watching the show. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I will... To date, Batwoman is the only CW show that like I've given up on for DC shows. Uh, I might have given up on Supergirl, but it's it's its last season. Supergirl and Black Lightning are ending this year, so I'll see those through to the end. And I've watched Flash long enough to see through the end. And Legends is a lot of fun, so Legends I have no pro- problems watching. That's big time. It's it's crazy because you and I have talked about, we talked about the pilot for Black Lightning. Yeah. And I think it'd be fun for us to talk about the finale uh, and for me to just rewatch the pilot and only the finale and see how and, much I catch up. Yeah. And just just have an episode of, are you asking questions, trying to understand stuff? <laughs> yep. That sounds fun to you, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait. <laughs> and all of our listeners who actually watch the show. Yeah, exactly. That That's, that's the best way to experience the show. Yeah, for, uh, I've been going on for years. The first and last episode, nothing in between. That's all you need. Yeah, it's like, it's like that's how I read books. I read the first chapter, and I read the <laughs> acknowledgments. <laughs> yep, that works. Yeah. Okay, so what do you rate this pile on a scale of one to ten? It's got to be like a five and a half to a six, somewhere in there. I can't peg down exactly where I, I feel it is. I guess I'll say six to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say a seven. Uh, it's for a CW pilot. It's probably the best looking pilot I've seen from from them. And performance that isn't Stargirl? That, that's a DC universe. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so with that, and I'm going to keep watching the show. Uh, I like both Tyler Hawkland and Betty Tillok who play the title characters. Uh, so they're enough of a draw for me. We didn't really talk about it, but I thought Sam Lane was really good as well too. Who? Sam Lane, Lois's father, the general. Oh yeah, he was good. Yeah, he's uh, what's his face? Uh, Dylan Walsh, uh, best known for a Nip Tuck, Ryan Murphy show. Yeah, that's yeah. a Ryan Murphy show. Of course, that's a Ryan yeah, Murphy show. Of course, it is. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like once you learn that, you're like, that is. Oh wait, now I understand that show a lot more. Yep, yeah. everything makes a lot more sense when you tell me. Oh, yep, eyes yeah. are open. Yeah. All right. Well, our next episode, we're going to be talking about a documentary. Uh, we're going to be talking about Disney's Behind the Mask, which deals with a lot of the comic book uh, origins of Marvel superheroes. It is on Disney Plus right now, so you can go ahead and watch it before we talk about it next episode. Yeah, make sure you don't watch the uh, horror documentary Behind the Mask, the Leslie Vernon story instead. Two entirely different things. I recommend them both. 
Yeah. But make sure you pick the right one. You can do a compare and contrast between the two. As you should. Had Wolverine, didn't have Wolverine. <laughs> That's fair. Good, yeah. Good points. Yeah. Both kill people with sharp objects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good shit. All right. All right. Uh, you the, can find us on places, right? Yes. Where, the, where can they yeah. find us, Alex? You can email us at hitchmanacomics at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram, Facebook, and we're wherever books are sold, uh, a.k.a. Amazon, where you can buy Alex's book called Don't Start a Band. Uh, and if you want a signed copy, just email me, and I will charge you $10,000. <laughs> uh, yep. But I will personalize well, $10, it. I will write... Ten thousand fourteen ninety five because the signature itself is a flat tin can. Sharpies have really risen up in price. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap. For the Internet Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I'm Matt Golden. I said my real name. Deal with it. Internet and easy. <laughs> <laughs>